0: Hi, this is Mary HK Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. It is January 24th, 2019, and this is episode 23. So I am away from home. I am specifically on the West Coast, and um, yesterday was an interesting day. I took the day off. I kind of made it like a mandatory resting day for my brain um, and I went to work out very early in the morning with my best friend since childhood, basically, and she is amongst one of my, like my favorite people um She's one of those friendships where by dint of knowing them so well for so long you kind of can like track where their brain goes and you laugh before they get to any sort of punchline and even when they get to the punchline it's so hilarious that um you know you're just like pissing yourself laughing like i don't have a lot of those people in my life especially like I don't know, it's funny, like, the way your humor changes when you're sober and you don't have that, like, you know, sloshy, like, I don't know, like, camaraderie, like, I don't that vibe. So, you know, in a lot of ways, I knew that I was in for, like, a really great day, and so I went to this workout class, and I had a tremendous amount of apprehension around it because you know, I haven't been working out with any regularity in probably since I started um, really, really going into trying to fit, like, trying to get more information on my eating disorder, um, a byproduct of the fact that I can be more present and more mindful and be in my body because I'm not so numbed out on eating or obsessing about eating or, like, all that stuff, or, like, body checking or not eating, um, I'm, I just, like, feel my feelings a lot more, and one of the first signals that came was how much pain I was in, um, I was in, like, pretty, like, consistent pain, like, my hips, my knees, um, the, the, sort of a byproduct of having an eating disorder and being so obsessed with my body and you know having body dysmorphia but also like really this deep conviction that if i got to a certain size that every single problem in my life would be solved and every single unpleasant intolerable feeling and situation i was confronted with would disappear i think that that is um kind of like the bedrock of this particular disease that you have this like hope that um being a certain size will solve everything um that's like a pretty hugely distorted uh world view and i see the distortion now but when you're in it you couldn't have told me that that's what i believed i would have been like no like intellectually that makes no sense despite wholeheartedly believing it like and letting that, like, co- like command that kind of real estate in my brain and um, dictate, like, when I would go outside, who I would see and what I would wear and everything. And part of that is that, like, I've been wearing high heels since um, I was 11 or 12. And so, unsurprisingly, my knees are jacked and I've been wa- walking on concrete in New York for... A great many years and then on top of that i've been doing a lot of like really high intensity workouts like my, my entire life for prolonged sustained grueling periods of time like punishing periods of time and so when i first started seeking help for the ed like i was like oh i'm in a lot of pain like all the time and i wasn't stretching properly um I was so, quote, smart that, um, like, I just didn't believe that any YouTube video about, like, how to stretch or, like, how to do any, like, um, you know, stretches around particular injuries, I was like, oh, that might work for other people, but certainly not me, um, I had all this like fear and hotter around like pretty much everything um so I've been really reluctant to go to anything really high octane but I wanted to go to this spin class because it's one I've been to before with my friend and it is admittedly and I'm kind of smiling it is a Bikram so it's like a heated spin class which is just I don't know it's hilarious when you think about what people do to themselves um but I want and it was so fascinating because like half not even half like I think like maybe the second song I was just I kind of came to you know I was just kind of like pumping away and then I sort of like woke up and I was like what the fuck am I doing (laughs) and there was something so like endearing truly in that moment about like it was such an early class but it wasn't like the 6.30 like for the real punishing people it was like um, 7 something which is a weird time so there was like 4 of us and a disco light and I just got some, like this like really vivid um, flash in my head of that, that Toulouse-Lautrec painting like absinthe of that woman with that floppy hat just like completely like <sighs> and I was like okay like I'm really tapping into the ridiculousness of this and it's really great like I used to love spin class because it's only 45 minutes and you can black out the whole time it's in the dark and you can push put your brain on like silence and um you just like drag your body through this experience and now that I no longer do that because I have such a I have more compassion for my body but I also actually have a deep appreciation for the fact that like my body really does remember all the stuff I do to it even when my brain doesn't and that always comes up and like bites me in the ass like physically but also um, the way I treat myself and obviously that turns into the way I treat other people and like i just don't allow myself to move around the world with that kind of blast radius it's one thing if i am like harming myself it's another thing when i'm like turning into shrapnel for the people around me um so yeah i i was definitely like having a moment of like you know like i never need to do this again and it was great and i felt really great about that but then i was trapped i was like locked into a bike in a dark room and you know the music was really funny it was and I'm trying not to be a snob about it but um I definitely had it was like just like a lot of like weird um mixes like it kind of it's just I don't know it was like at like a noise trance but because it was like noisy and experimental it was just like But then not really like off the grid so it was just like a bunch of like bridges and like breaks that came out of nowhere and like no builds and I was I don't know it's like such a metaphor for like you know the way we want things but um it was like I don't know I was just like whoa like me and this instructor really like this music is like, we have no mutuals. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, this is nothing to do with me. And so that was kind of funny too. But then I really had to do this thing, which I do often when I'm in a situation that I deeply dislike and all of my judgment centers are like lighting up and I'm like really becoming like pedantic and scared gaving in how I feel about every little thing and that like swirl of negativity like the first hit of it feels so good it's like I don't know it's like dopamine or like I don't know like I mean people I mean I was a critic for so long um, as a writer and as a you know so that's just like knee-jerk for me and I don't know I guess I have this like feedback loop of like the more like despicable I get like the more money I've gotten historically so that's a thing that I have to cut up or like just extinguish but I started getting into this really negative headspace and now I have like mindfulness tools and like all this stuff through you know just therapy and like 12-step and and meditation and I was like I did something that a lot of 12-steppers, um, call the set-aside prayer, and, you know, I don't usually pray to God, that's just my personal thing, um, but I pray to the universe and just, like, all the huge things that I do not have a remote control to and that I do not have the itinerary for, the forces that just, like, are around me and want me to do well um so I pray to the universe and I'm like okay universe and the the set aside prayer is um you know I I also just don't see it as a prayer so much as like an incantation but um it's like help me set aside that which I think I know so that I can have a new experience and it really works sometimes you have to say it more than once but i was just like you know basically like let me suspend disbelief long enough to like get something out of this class and i gotta tell you that stuff really works because i was like i'm gonna be in my body i'm not gonna let this workout be like the men in black light where i just like pop out on the other end like i am gonna be here with my friend who i love who is like i don't know like she's she was like killing it she was doing a great job and i was like you know i didn't have to compare and despair i didn't have to be like let me compare my inside to your outside and let me just be here and it was ultimately fine, like, I kind of coasted, I I did everything a lot slower, and I was just kind of like, okay, this is fine, I'm gonna go at my own pace, and, you know, I still got, like, a sufficient workout, but it wasn't, like, bludgeoning myself, and, like, dredging up all this stuff of, like, you scumbag, you haven't worked out in a year, like, you gotta go at this pace, and da-da-da-da-da, and I really actually enjoyed it. (laughs) Um and yeah like after that we kind of like had lunch and you know lunch was kind of disappointing and I had to really talk to myself and I talked to myself a lot and meals are like obviously really important to me because high eating disorder like that kind of thinking isn't really ever going to go away that initial sort of um information and so you know I did another like set aside prayer and I told myself that it's going to be fine and that there's another meal around the corner which is a thing that I actively have to tell myself and if that helps you have at it um but yeah like something that the set aside prayer reminds me of is it helps me to remember that I forget as long as I don't obsess about a thing as long as I don't like live in the past which again I have this theory that I've talked about it before that if you live in the past you're depressed and if you live in the future you're anxious so I wasn't gonna get depressed about like oh like I don't know like the class pass points that this class took or like the fact that like I wasted a whole lunch unit on this like kind of meh meal like why am I like this you're an idiot I just got out of all of that and like as long as you you don't trip on that like we're kind of like goldfish like we forget in like 20 to 40 minutes and and then you pan out a little more and I'm like yo like I went to a workout class with a really 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 good friend of mine who I love we talked about all the things you can talk about when you're in person and the meal is totally secondary and the fact that I and I know this is like like kind of hateful it's like why are you complaining about any of this and like I completely understand that but it is what used to like ruin my day like I used to be so self-important that like if I didn't get the best thing possible, that I had done something wrong, that the universe had like wronged me, and I would like brood for many, many days on, on that. And I no longer do that. And like, I would, I love being the way I am versus the way I was, even though the way I am is in deep acceptance of all the messed up things that govern my decision making and thought process um so yeah that's just something I wanted to sort of bring some light to like I wanted to invite some compassion if you are in pain and that you are trapped in this hamster wheel of like staying in that pain because of the fear surrounding what would happen if you'd stopped and sometimes that could be like your body weight sometimes that could be like whether or not um the work you get paid for is painful to you like I know a lot of artists who are in chronic back pain and I know a lot of like I just know a lot of people who put up with physical pain who don't have to where it's not like a condition of their health or their physical capacity where it's a thing that people are doing to themselves Um, I was a big fan of self-harming to self-soothe because pain for me was also a numbing agent and if you're trapped in that like I just I want to send you my love and just create space to acknowledge that Um, but if you have a little wiggle room, and if you have curiosity around, like, taking small steps to stop doing that, and taking yourself off the hook, like, I really, really welcome you to try to see if you can not do the things that are painful today, and if you can't, like you know, like, I hope you can forgive yourself, and I hope you don't injure yourself, and yeah, just being aware of that, I really do think is the first step, and not beating yourself up, because you can't do anything about it yet, like, that's also a really good step, Um, but yeah, And also I wanted to talk about the set aside prayer or incantation or just the ask for help from the universe to just like stop believing that you know everything and that you're a soothsayer and a fortune teller because that really messes with my happiness and my capacity to be present and my capacity for gratitude and acknowledging all the things that I, I do have in that moment. Um, so yeah, I hope you have a gentle day. I'm doing these a little bit later in the day because I am on a different coast and I was trying to wake up at five in the morning to do them by a certain time and I'm going to not do that. Um, so yeah, thanks. Thanks.